So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast Episode 97 for March 26, 2017 Joining me this week we have Nicole Robinson Carroll Nick Lotus Nicole, Nick Lotus, Robertson Carroll. There we go. Yep. Hey. <laughs> and we have Andrew Roa McFain. I'm back again. Yay. And Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. So what? Uh, we watch anime. So what? Uh, we play yeah, anime. They already did that. Yeah, we already did that part. Sorry. I know. I just love it. Yeah. It's and and we have our host, Nathan Reinspruth. So uh, let's start off with Nick Lotus. What games have you played this week? I have been playing some Asagao Academy, as you are aware of, because we've been recording it, because you're you're my guest on the Satch route in my Let's Play. That's me. I'm black. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> uh, but also been playing still some, some Horizon Zero Dawn. I've kind of been trying to play as much of that as possible between, you know, work stuff and making videos, and now, you know, tomorrow... Well, as I'm saying this, it's tomorrow. Pledge drive starts at the station, so I'm going to have zero life for the next, like, two weeks. Today's oh. my last day of freedom before fundraising. <laughs> how, how often do you guys do pledge drives? Twice a year. We do spring and fall. Okay, because I, I know that a few months ago you were doing it. I was like, I thought it was a once a year thing, but apparently it's, it's twice a year. Yeah, there's fall and spring, and then, you know, you can. there's some other events here and there. Like, we do an event for our major donors, and... Sometimes we have some sort of concert event where the venue is is donating tickets for 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 our members to buy and that kind of stuff. Well, that's smart because uh, doing it in March is probably March in like April. It's a good idea because that's when people get their taxes. Yep. And so you want to get that sweet sweet tax money. And in and we usually do our fall pledge drive in September October, so it's before the holiday season kicks in. <laughs> Right. So you, you kind of separate it so you get the hopefully the most amount of money that you can to keep your, your site going. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've been trying to get in as much quality time with Aloy as possible before I'm taken away from her for two two plus weeks. Well, you can't play like video games in between like when the songs are going. You can't be playing games. Uh, I think it might present some logistical problems if I tried to set up the PS4 in in the in the studio. <laughs> ah, I think you can make it work. Get a get a Nintendo Switch, then you could just take it with you and play Legend of Zelda. Yeah, but but Aloy, <laughs> like my wa- she's she's like my waifu, you guys. Oh, okay. And uh, anyway. so so that's it. So only uh, Horizon, Asago and Asago and Horizon. Yeah. And uh, Aroa, what games have you been playing? Zelda. Mm-hmm. Well, there is has been Zelda. Um, I'm starting over right now, like as we're on the podcast, because my Switch came in today. Um, I don't know if if uh, I know Nathan knows, but they had like maybe ten minutes worth of Switches on Amazon on <laughs> yes. Friday. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I signed up on like three different websites to keep track of when. Uh, switches came in stock on like a bunch of different places and I, I got a text message saying hey switches are back in stock on Amazon and I was like bullshit and went on there and <laughs> lo and behold they were doing a promotion 
Prime members only, you get a Switch. So, yep, got that. And, yeah, so Zelda's pretty great. I actually uh, was trying out um, Her- uh, Horizon using remote play to PC since uh, Katie's been hogging the TV so much playing Zelda. I figured I'd find another way to play the PS4 in the meantime. And that worked pretty well. That's Horizon's good. still That's good. fun. That's good. Uh, um, I'd also it. like to mention, uh, don't ever buy a Nissan. Okay, why? Oh. So um, I, uh, starting on, I think, Tuesday, uh, my my car wouldn't start, like, consistently. Oh, that's good, um, that's good. Uh, on Tuesday, I got, I got uh, out to my car after work and went to start it, and... The battery, or like the car turned on for a second and then like just didn't start. And then I hit the button again because it's pushed to start and then it just went dead. Wouldn't do anything. It acted like the battery was dead. So I, I got jump started and it was fine. And then it happened again uh, on Wednesday whenever I went to the store. Like I went inside, came back out, car wouldn't start. So I was like, okay, I'll get the battery replaced on Thursday. Uh, because I was going to do it that day, but it was a Walmart battery, and their warranty program is horseshit, by the way. Never buy a Walmart battery either. Because you have to let it sit in in their testing thing for an hour and a half before they'll even consider doing the warranty thing for you. And since I get home at 5 and they close at 6, it was literally impossible for me to actually get my warranty claim on it. Um Same. Yeah, so then on Thursday, um, everything was fine until I got home and I had to go to Walmart and it died in the parking lot again. And this time jump-starting it wouldn't work. So I was like, okay, fuck it. We'll just go get another battery. So I had Katie drive me over. We got a battery. I replaced it. And then it was fine. And then on Friday... I got gas, and then it wouldn't start at the at the pump. Oh. And it, it, I was like, I just replaced the fucking battery. What could the problem be? And just in pure desperation, I disconnected the, the positive terminal, reconnected it, and the car started. So something with the terminal? It. I don't know if it's the battery connector or if it's, like, the kill switch for sure, or at least I wasn't. And then I read that Nissan has this fucking patented proprietary battery connector that they use that uh, has, like, five fuses in it. Wow. If one, of, if one of the fuses, like, starts freaking out or something, or if, like, the unit just, just shorts, you have to replace the whole thing, and it's, like, 35 bucks. And it's, it's, there's no way to replace the individual fuses. And apparently the thing is just faulty sometimes, and it just inconsistently doesn't start. And you just have to disconnect and reconnect it, and then it'll work. Do you have some kind of warranty on your car? I do. So, I mean, I can I can get it replaced if that is the thing, as long as they don't consider that regular wear and tear. It's just that, like, this is it's been a thing. I found posts going back to, like, 2008 talking about this problem. <laughs> so, like, mm. it's been nearly 10 years and Nissan's still doing this with their cars. And 
So I've, I'm at the point now where, like, I was strongly considering, like, maybe I should just fucking sell this thing and get a used car for, like, eight or nine grand and just That's be what done I did. with it. That's what I did. I have a Prius, and it works great. Uh, I, I, yeah, I was just thinking, well, I like... Too. I love yeah. mine. Yeah. There, I have had like, zero problems with it. I, I, I like my car quite a lot. I like some of the little nuances here and there. Like, it's very much a millennial-driven car. It's just, like, there are so many little stupid things. Like, I can't replace the head unit because then the subwoofer won't work unless oh, I build some kind of adapter out of the electronic components. Like, it's stupid. All of it's stupid. So, that sounds fun. Yeah. You should... Uh... I, wanted, I wanted to rant about that. But because... you just got that car not too long ago. Uh, yeah. It's, about a year? It's... Yeah, it's been maybe a, it's not even been a year, I don't think, yeah. actually. And you're already thinking of getting rid of it? Just because of how much of a fucking asshole it's been. <laughs> and like like the I like I, I'm just waiting for something like bad to happen <laughs> and then it like not be covered by the shitty warranty. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh um, anyway. And we'll we'll switch <laughs> Sorry. My what rabbit is- just tried to jump up on my lap without warning me. We're going to switch to Connor. <laughs> what games? <laughs> what games have you been I, playing? <laughs> I promise my list is not nearly as exciting, but I do have a couple games that I want to plug real quick. It's not really, uh, you know, read and entertainment themed, but here we go, anyways. Uh, first of all, I've also been playing Zelda, just not the one that you guys are talking about, because uh, I'm a poor boy and can't afford a Switch. So, you know, just open offer. Anyone wants to buy me one, I'd do, you know, reviews or just enjoy it, whatever, you know? So you've been playing it on Wii U, then? No, I have been playing uh, Majora's Mask on the new 3DS. Oh, okay. uh, it's a game that I play through every year, so I was like, what the hell, I'll get it out of the way early this time. And I just beat the the penultimate boss, so I'm just kind of, you know taking my time and enjoying the rest of the game before I put it down the last time, getting all the hard boards, whatever. So that's been pretty, you know, it's it's always a nostalgic game for me. I enjoyed that. Uh, off of the handheld mobile portable consoles, uh, I have been playing a lot of Rocksmith 2014 lately, and I just want to quickly say, as I drop everything I own, that that game is probably... It's definitely the reason I'm as good as I am with guitar right now. When I started playing, I really didn't know what I was doing. You know, I kind of, I, I could watch someone and watch what they're doing and replay it enough times. But uh, because of the experience Rockspit has been, I am easily at my prime right now. And I only plan on getting better. So thank you, good. Ubisoft, weird enough. Yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks for something good. Uh, additionally... Uh, I just upgraded my system to 32 gigs of RAM, uh, which is like six. That's probably double what I ever thought I'd be needing. So I've been kind of just playing all the games that my system kind of played all right before, like uh, Dishonored 2. I can now play maxed out and very rarely even have a slight screen drop. Uh, There's Deus Ex Mankind Divided. I've been enjoying that because that game is so beautiful when everything is maxed out, man. Uh, played a little bit of Doom again, but I mean, it's whatever. Uh, Fallout 4 has been great to me. I downloaded the uh, G8K texture mod packs, and I've been kind of dicking around with that. It's It's been good. I'm really glad computer games can look as pretty as they do. So the we, we were talking about this before the podcast. Um, RAM doesn't really matter until you don't have enough. So if, 
So if you the, have the, the issue was I didn't have enough before. Right, exactly. You had eight gigs. Um so like the the thing about it is say a game uses up, you know, four gigs of RAM and you have eight gigs of RAM, everything's gonna be fine. But if that same game decides, you know, they do an update or something that increases texture quality and you need 8 gigs of RAM to run it, then you're going to run into some problems. Especially if you have other things running in the background and all that jazz. So having more RAM, uh, it's, it, for more, for some people, like 32 gigs or 16 gigs really isn't going to make a difference because they're not going to be playing games or, or doing anything that uses up that much RAM. But once they get to that point, it can you can really suffer if you don't have more than enough RAM. So it's it's good that you upgraded the 32 gigs. That should last you for quite a while. Yeah. No, no one should have less than 8 gigs of RAM. No, Agreed. no one should. No. no one. Shout out to another friend of mine who just bought his first uh, gaming PC. And unfortunately, I kind of think got scammed out of his money with it. Uh, we've been talking about the RAM a lot lately. Sorry to yeah. hear that that happened to you, buddy. Uh, but I told you so. Yeah, what happened with him? Uh, I he was for like a, a mention at the beginning of the week was like, hey, uh, I'm gonna get a gaming PC, and you're the dude who knows about gaming PCs. Want to help me? And I was like, yeah, of course, dude. Why not? And uh, I got to the point where I was like, yeah, let's sit down and actually schedule this. But you know, just because I'm me or whatever, people never want to be around me physically. <laughs> uh, that never got scheduled. Oh. Um, you know, like we'd Snapchat or whatever throughout the week and just, you know, want to meet up later. Uh, it doesn't work for me. It, sometimes it don't work for him. Uh, so what ended up usually, it, what ended up happening is he just took an offer that somebody I recommended to him on Facebook. And it was like, a, I think he has a, uh, like a, a 660 or something like that, four gigs of RAM. The, the power unit seems like it's not working right. It's just, it's a beat up piece of junk, but. You paid like $300 for it, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, two seventy. Okay, oh, well, okay, that's okay. Not, that's not that bad. Yeah, that's not terrible. Uh, my boss found a computer that had a Z, a six core Xeon processor, um, a two hundred and forty gig solid state drive, a two terabyte, uh, a two terabyte secondary drive, and twenty four gigs of RAM for three hundred bucks. I I was almost considering that as like a backup computer, but then I was like, I shouldn't do that because I'm not that dumb. So, but that would have been a good deal too. Just would need a graphics card, basically. Um, but yeah. So the games I've been playing, Zelda, obviously, because Zelda's awesome. I want to beat that by next week because Persona Five comes out. <laughs> At the beginning of next month, <laughs> so I have to, I have to beat that game. I'm playing through Lost Odyssey. I th- I'm on disc three. I think I should, I should be able to beat that pretty soon as well. And then uh, I played a little bit of Super Mario Run, just a little bit. I didn't buy it. I just played the first three levels, and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. That's it. That's it. It's, it's just an endless runner. And I think they could have done more with it, but it's not it's not too terrible. It's it's pretty un- inoffensive. I think that the price tag it should be five dollars instead of ten, because ten dollars is asking too much for an endless runner with not that many levels. Well, there's probably a reason that sales weren't what Nintendo expected. Yeah, if they would have made it five dollars, there's a possibility they would have been able to sell quite a bit more copies, but. Who knows? 
Uh, obviously, that's not really what what matters at the moment for Nintendo because you know they're focusing on the Switch and Legend of Zelda is doing very very well. Mm-hmm. So I think it sold what two million units now or something like that. It sold like it, it, it's. I think it was like eighty or ninety percent of all Switch purchases came with Zelda as well. Yeah, yeah, because duh, <laughs> it's a it's a great game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and we'll talk about Legend of Zelda here in a little bit as well. Uh, we're gonna talk about Star Citizen first. Uh, Aroa and Connor will will get this. I think Nick Lotus will have to. She she'll get it, but um, she's she'll not as te- she's not. She'll suffer through us us being nerds here for a second. So that's um, fine. I, I enjoy learning <laughs> things. So. so Star Citizen was using DirectX 11, or they were they're planning on it. Uh, they decided to flip the switch from DirectX 11 to um, Vulkan, actually, I believe, right? Because they're not mm-hmm. they're avoiding DX12 support. Uh, over the weekend, Cloud Imperium fielded questions from players, more technical elements of Star Citizens. Turns out some major DirectX changes are on the horizon. It says here, years ago, they stated their intention was to support DirectX 12, but since the introduction of Vulkan, which has the same feature set and performance advantages... This seemed like a more logical rendering API to use as it doesn't force the users to upgrade to Windows 10. So Vulkan can be used on 7, 8, 10, and even Linux, while uh, DX12 can only be used on Windows 10. So, and also I think there, is there a licensing fee to use DirectX 12? Um, not that I know of. Okay. Uh, not that I'm aware of either. Okay. No, it's the the gimmick is you got to get up to Windows 10. I'll be honest, it was yeah. one of the major deciding reasons I upgraded to 10. Yeah, it's a pretty fantastic API. It is. Um, Vulcan's pretty amazing too, though. Uh, if you yeah. if you look at like Doom, for instance, runs amazingly well on Vulcan. The same hardware configuration with I believe DX11 and Vulcan. It like doubles the frame rates. You can you have these PCs running at like 150 frames a second on this amazing looking game. Even though I don't like Doom, it still looks very very good. Uh what are you guys' thoughts on the switch from DX12 to Vulcan? I don't know, they're developers, man. They got every right to do whatever the hell they want with their game, man. Exactly. Yeah, uh, that that being said, using something that gives failures options and not just Windows, I mean, it seems kind of definitely protestish a little bit. But then again, it's protests that I sort of agree with. Yeah, and I don't think it's much of a protest. I think it's more they want to be able to appeal to as wide of a range of gamers as possible, from people who are on Linux to people who refuse to upgrade to Windows 10. Because there are people out there that are on Windows 7 that say, you know, I will never upgrade to Windows 10. Uh, too much, you know, of my information gets leaked, which we'll talk about later, um, and <laughs> stuff like that. So uh, do you guys have, like, I know there are those people that refuse to up- upgrade. Do you guys know those people or are you those people? I know those people. Uh, one of my coworkers is uh, kind of super paranoid about everything Windows, but he's also a Macintosh guy, so hey. yeah, I don't usually uh, <laughs> trust his opinion on many things computer-related. Yeah, I don't like Windows taking all my – or Microsoft taking all my information. I'm going to give it to Apple. That's basically what he's just said. They market um, it better. Yeah, they market the 
the the homeland security better. Um, what about you, Aro? What do you think about this switch? Um, anything that gets rid of DirectX and other proprietary APIs is good with me. Uh, I have little doubt that this has something to do with them being in the middle of adapting the entire thing over to Amazon's whatever the hell it's called engine lumberyard one. Yeah, yeah, because they were um, they were originally on Cryptic's engine. Crytek, Cry- Crytek, sorry. Yeah, they were, yeah, which is, I'm sure it wasn't a big deal for them because, is it actually called Lumberyard now I think about it? I'm yeah, sure I think it is. it is, yeah, yeah. Um, that's built on top of uh, CryEngine. Yeah, it's so. basically CryEngine with some tweaks, so it's not yeah. going to take that long for them to convert everything over, I don't think. Right. So I'm sure that while they were doing that, they were like, well, we might as well take this time and jump over to Vulkan because everybody's going to start using Vulkan. I think even the PS4 uses Vulkan now, or at least they're like going to add the capability to use Vulkan. So, you know, it, you're just adding more and more well, they, cross-platform capability. Well, they had to find something to compete because I know that Xbox One is going to use uh, DX12. Exactly, and that, that's what I'm saying is that, like, they'll be able to put Vulcan uh, a Vulcan game on anything, right? And they're going to need to to be able to make back all this money that they're probably going to end up spending over the course of all this. Like, they've got a lot of money, definitely, but that game, from what I can tell, still has a long way to go. And... Yeah, it does. I I I was hoping at the end of this year something would be released, but. I don't see that happening until 2018. From from the stuff that I heard about, like, mid-last year, about how they were essentially, like, patching together all of these different systems that were ru- that were made by different teams independently of each other, like, it's been, it's been rough from my understanding. So hopefully with, with all this move to a single unified engine and unified graphics API... Maybe they'll finally get their shit together. At the end yeah, of this, this yeah, I was going to say on. at the end of this article, um, the guy who was giving or taking the interview said that uh, CG, CIG is avoiding the most important questions and says that the game's dedicated systems for asteroids and debris can already handle over 100,000 individually moving objects on screen at well over 60 frames a second. I don't know what what computer they're playing this game on, because when I tried the test thing, it ran at about 4 frames a second. So, maybe well, maybe it's wrong. Maybe it, I was wrong, but... They probably, they probably literally just went asteroids and debris and no other systems running at the same time. No other systems, no, no combat, no ships there. <laughs> just watching the asteroids move. Um, yeah, so I'm still hesitantly excited for, uh, Star Citizen, and the switch to Vulcan is actually really good, because with the switch to Vulcan, um, it's gonna make it so that hopefully if, if Doom and other games that are running Vulcan right now are any indication, then it actually might run well, because Vulcan is such a good API that, that hopefully it does run well. Well, it's a it's a low level API, so it's, yeah. it, as long as it's used correctly, it'll be great. Yeah, you know what game does have frame rate issues? What's that? Legend of Zelda. I, I think on the uh, on the on the desktop version, definitely on desktop the Switch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, TV mode. And apparently, there's a reason for that. 
It's because of dynamic resolution scaling is part of it. Well, so like a lot of games do that. Yeah, and and they're you they apparently, you know, Nintendo is kind of secretive about how they make their stuff. So uh somebody ended up going and and doing tests because gamers can't just have fun and play video games. So they did tests to see, okay, what is the dynamic resolution scaling in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild on the Switch? And it appears that both in the handheld mode and on the um, docking mode, it uses the dynamic resolution scaling to uh, take it to about 90% of the normal resolution when things you know, get into a position where it needs it. And that would kind of explain why when you're in handheld mode, there's almost no lag, no delay, no frame drops or anything like that. Because they're saying that, um, so on the, when you're, when you're in handheld mode, it runs at, uh, 720p, but it goes down to 648p, uh, during certain areas, areas, and when you're on the switch mode with it docked, it goes from 900p to 810p occasionally. So no, you know, no one's going to notice that with your naked eye, but yeah. it could have with that switch a little bit of a, a frame drop while it switches to that alternate resolution. What What are your guys' thoughts on this? And nothing nothing apparently <laughs> lots lots of games have to do this uh yeah. nowadays it's dynamic a, it's really resolution isn't anything new uh no. the, the games that i mentioned earlier in my list two of them use dynamic resolution very actively uh unfortunately unlike zelda where you can't really tell uh, a lot of people who implement things like dynamic resolution don't always think well maybe we should keep these in certain similar ranges so it doesn't distort your field of vision and induce <laughs> nausea for just a second yeah. but you know that's that's just my that's just my 10 cents yeah like also, okay you're you're playing at 4k we're going to lower it down to 480p just uh for a <laughs> moment here just for a couple seconds it's yeah. cool. uh, vr does this as well and um that doesn't surprise me at all the the problem with it in VR is that if the developers, as Gunnar just said, do it wrong, um, it can be quite jarring. Um, some of the some of the earlier VR games uh, had that problem, where people like it's really hard to notice. I would imagine if you're not looking for it. And I just I ran a VR benchmark on my computer and I saw it like like flickering almost between two resolution settings. And it, it looked awful, and I, I can imagine that that didn't help much with some people's like VR sickness initially, because you're you're seeing things just shift ever so slightly, and you can't really tell why. Like, it, it, it it's not it's not uncommon at all, and I mean I'm not surprised because Switch hardware isn't that great. It's not. And, it really is. I think it is it more powerful than the Wii U slightly. Uh, I, from my understanding, yeah. Um, oh well, I, I guess the Wii I, I had only, somebody. The Wii only had two gigs of RAM, so. Well, there, there's that, and the processor is faster in the uh, in the Switch, and it's not power PC architecture, and like there, there are a number of different factors that would indicate that yeah, the Switch is is a good magnitude better than the Wii U, but yeah, that that RAM is gonna is probably one of the bigger things 
Right, and I guess we we avoided the story last week, but I guess Capcom was part of that. They went up to Nintendo and were like, "You need more RAM in this." Um, before during the Switch development, and so uh, that's why I th- they probably had two gigs of RAM to start out with, and the, and so then they upped it to four gigs of RAM, which is still half of what they have in the PlayStation Four and Xbox One, but yeah, uh, but. The reason that the PS4 and Xbox One have that much RAM is partially because their operating systems are a lot more complex. That's true. Like the this is basically running like if from the few things I've read, it's running like a modified version of the 3DS operating system, and it's got a like several year old WebKit browser built in, which is. Right. Uh, why that iOS 9.3 exploit works to be able to run arbitrary code through the web browser. And hopefully we can get some hacked games. Some Someone already has a, an emulator running on it from, from what I heard. Oh, really? Nice. Nice. Yep. I'm sure they'll not patch that because it's Nintendo <laughs> and they'll just complain. Yeah, so, they'll patch the fuck out of it. Yeah. Uh, let's switch over to a... Uh, more controversial subject, but uh, we talked about this last week, maybe the week before. John Tron had some things he said on Twitter. He's a little bit racist, yada, yada, yada. A little uh, bit. <laughs> um, the, there's a game coming out called Ukulele, and they're actually... It's a Banjo-Kazooie cover, right? Yeah, or yeah. Or cover, uh, sequel, Banjo-Kazooie yeah. sequel? Well, I don't think it's a sequel, but it's a it's a spiritual successor. Okay. That's that's more what it is. Um and Ukulele has voice actors in it, but it's uh, apparently it's really weird. It's just people like kind of mumbling. You're not really they're not actually giving actual lines. Well, it's it's so it's kind of like the language. Yeah. So it's kind of like the ling- the language in the Sims where it's gibberish but uniquely voiced. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they actually kicked Jontron out. They fired him and are taking all of his voice tracks out because of the controversy. Which, yeah, I kind of, I kind of get it. I understand that they have the right to, you know, say, "Hey, we don't want to create this negative press, all that jazz." But on the other hand, I don't like it because John Tron. I mean, yeah, he said a bunch of really bad things, but that was on his personal time. It wasn't while he's at work or anything. And I always have a problem with people punishing other people for things they do away from work. It's it's like complicated it though. Yeah, yeah because because he's he's a public figure, and so yeah. anything he says that people can anything he says publicly that can be you know heard by anybody is going to have a consequence, intended or not, on his you know how people see him, how his uh, you know subscriber base works, or anything like that. Like I mean, I was telling you guys before we started this. You know, I work for an NPR affiliate, so I cannot, I'm basically paid to pu- to not have an opinion in public. So you will not hear me say anything about what JonTron said. I'm just here to discuss the, the, the event, I guess. Right. And, and you know, it, and it's, and it's kind of like that with anybody who's in the public eye. If, if you are, if you have controversial viewpoints, then uh, you, you, might want to be prepared for the consequences if you if you state those opinions publicly. Exactly, because there's going to be a backlash 
at some point. And, and Aroa and I said, you know, we're not going to stop watching JonTron videos because of what he said. And hopefully, you know, people's opinions change. My opinions from a decade ago aren't the same as the opinions I have right now. Oh, sure. Um, and, and there's a possibility that, you know, John Trun, he's still a young guy. I think he's younger than I am. And he, you know, most likely he'll meet people and have experiences that changes his point of view. So hopefully that'll happen. He'll watch the news more than, you know, once a year. Yeah, you know, something like that. And... <laughs> but... but I, he said discrimination isn't real. <sighs> Anyway, <laughs> okay, it is, it is real, but you know, maybe I, I, again, I'm saying that maybe he'll get outside of his bubble and, you know, meet people that'll change his, uh, his point of view because it does happen over years. It's not going to happen instantly, but I'm still going to watch his stuff. Uh, I'm actually kind of, kind of disappointed that he's not going to be in the game. But again, it's not like you're going to be able to hear his voice anyway. So I don't know why it really matters in in either way. Like, well, I mean, even if even, I guess even speaking gibberish, you might recognize his voice. But, oh, you, you definitely, if you were a JonTron fan, you'd go, "Hey, that's the character that JonTron is." Yeah. And, like they, I wouldn't have been surprised if they included him in the marketing later yeah. on. It's going to be, you know, if you're listening to a voice like white people are dying, just just white genocide. Let's face it, someone's someone's going to mod it in. I guarantee it. Probably. I don't know, unless they just want to go with something like you know, raggle fraggle. That's true. Yeah. Um, it's just, it just replace a character's lines with hech, hech, hech. exactly, exactly. Oh, now so modders get on. <laughs> yes. He, so, uh, and we were, when we were filming the Asagawa Academy thing today, there's a line where it's like, oh yeah, JonTron just, you know, he puts his foot in his mouth so much you'd think it was a lollipop. And I was like, oh Yes. <laughs> That's kind of yeah, exactly PBG's what happened. Character says that in the game during one scene, and I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm not touching that. I'm enjoying yeah. my I'm enjoying my fictional normal boots, guys. Let's not talk about reality. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and we're gonna let's switch over to something that has to do again with actors. Uh, this has to do with Netflix. Nick Lotus brought this up. Do you want to yep. give a little bit of insight on this? Yes. Uh, so this week Netflix released a trailer. For its new movie adaptation of the manga and anime Death Note. And a lot of people are really upset about this, about the casting choices. Uh, of course, the, the accusation of whitewashing has come up because, you know, it's based on a manga and anime. There are the, the characters in the original series are Japanese. And so a lot of people were kind of, I guess, uh, put off by the the lack of Asian actors in this trailer, and so I mean, of course, people say whitewashing. But one of the main characters cast in this trailer is an African American actor. <laughs> so it's I, I mean, I kind of understand. I I totally get why a lot of people are upset about it, but there's almost a bit of a redeeming quality to it as well because we have the incomparable Willem Dafoe 
playing Ryuk, who is kind of a, a death god demon what? type character. Yeah. Oh god, that sounds awesome. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I'm actually so, pretty excited for that. <laughs> so I'm gonna chime in here and I'm gonna go and we're gonna talk I'm gonna mention uh another controversy, which is the same thing with uh Ghost in the Shell, where Scarlett yep. Johansson is playing a character who normally originally looked Asian. Well, yes. was and, written to be Japanese. Right. And a yes. lot of people are getting very, very upset about it. Um however I saw interviews with Japanese people who, you know, they went over and they were talking to actual Japanese people in Japan and they're like, So, you know, Scarlett Johansson's playing uh this character from Ghost in the Shell, what are your thoughts on it? And they're like, Oh, she's pretty. I don't care. Like it it I don't know if it's just a cultural thing where we get upset over it, but uh, a lot of Japanese people don't really care as it's long because as because of weebs. Oh, yeah. that's well, true. Well, I mean, this yeah. is also, but I mean, this the Death Note for the Death Note co- uh, remake or movie rather has has been billed as an American version. Uh, a lot of people's argument is that there's so many there are so many aspects of Death Note that are just really really rooted in Asian Japanese culture that right. it doesn't translate well to American culture. I mean, that, that remains to be seen. Uh, the, the argument I've seen about Scarlett Johansson in Ghost in the Shell is that the character she's playing is an android, so her appearance is completely incidental to the character. Right. And and also, and we were talking about this before the podcast, I heard, now this might be just a rumor, that they were going to use a little bit of CGI to make Scarlett Johansson look more Asian. I, yes. I haven't seen, really? They are doing that? That's what that's what Ricky said. Um, it and didn't look like it in the trailers. I don't, yeah, yeah not, I not to me either. Trailer. But no. um, you know, but did I, they have to make the bodysuit flesh color? I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, that's I, my. I, I mean, yeah. I appreciate. Yeah, it. yeah, they, I, they I, had to. She's <laughs> well. Well, no, I mean, she, they had she's to. Actually, <laughs> yeah, that's a she. That's a yeah. She is actually naked in the in the original. So mm-hmm. yeah, but it was. But it was. So I think funny. they should have okay, just went with the full original idea on that then. Well, Saturday Saturday <laughs> Saturday I was at Beauty and the Beast. And so this is uh like one one forty like two in the afternoon show of Beauty and the Beast. There's tons of kids in the theater and this show and, and this trailer for Ghost in the Shell comes on. Mm. There's the part there's the part where where Scarlett Johansson kinda whips off like a jacket or a robe or something revealing the bodysuit and I swear I heard a little kid behind me go, whoa! <laughs> no, that like, was me. naked lady! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say uh, whenever I see Scarlett but, uh, Johansson as well, actually. so. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as Death Note, I kind of understand some of the issues with the casting. My big concern is not even that, you know, they're not all, you know, Asian actors. What I don't get is, I mean, and I've seen a still from, from the from the movie after the trailer came out and there's you know the guy who plays l there's kind of it's a shot of them sitting at a cafe table there's the guy who plays light who is the main protagonist and he disco if, if anybody who doesn't know death note uh basically this magic notebook falls from the sky and this kid this high school kid finds it and it turns out if you write someone's name in this notebook they die and so the Donald main Trump. plot of the main plot of this story is that this kid is kind of he over time he becomes drunk with power because at first he starts out with well, I can just take out like bad people like criminals and stuff right 
and it just snowballs. And the um, the other main character, L, is a detective who's brought in to figure out who's killing all these people. So that's the setup. And the scene that I, the image that I'm looking that I looked at from the the, the scene, they're sitting at a cafe table. It's when they first meet, and L is a very unique character in that you know he he has a he has a specific way he carries himself he's he's got terrible posture he sits like folded up even in chairs he like pulls his knees up to his chest and he's all curled up and in this image this the guy who's playing l has this perfect folded up slouchy l posture and so i'm like okay i think he gets l but the guy they cast is light he's from the fault in our stars i think and it's not even I, i cannot really pinpoint exactly what I have a problem with about him. I think maybe, and this is going to sound super shallow, but I'm wondering if he's just not like hot or competent looking enough. And I say that because Light and L are both super bishy and it's part of the story of Death Note because they're both pretty geniuses who everyone thinks very highly of. And so they both have really good reputations, but they're kind of battling against each other without 100% knowing it, at least for a while, L doesn't know that Light is Kira, this mysterious killer. And so yeah, my, I think that's part of the story. I hearing about that, I just have one question. So you write the person's name in the in the, the notebook, it they die. That makes yep. sense. But what if there's multiple people with that same name? So like if I know somebody named John Smith. You you have to think about them. Oh, yeah, you, okay. have to, you, have you have to you have know have what to, they look like. Yeah, you have to see their face. That's part of the plot, and that's why he can't kill the detective, because he doesn't know what the what he looks like. Oh, yeah, okay. He doesn't know who L is. I see. I got it. That makes that's sense. That's why he, because there's a scene where he's just basically watching the news, and he just sees mugshots of criminals, and he just starts killing them. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, and that's I'm going to be really mad if they cut out that scene. I, I think the what I what they have thing. yes they have to have the I'll take a potato chip and eat it yes like, there has to be a chip the, the chip if the chip scene gets left out I'm gonna be really mad <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about because I never okay, watched Death Note all you have all you have to do you could probably go to YouTube right now and just look up Death Note chip chip scene or yeah. potato chip, Death Note potato chip and it will come up and it's brilliant. okay okay um yeah I've I've heard good things about Death Note but. I I don't watch a lot of anime because I have a really low attention span. And so um unless I, unless I get a dub of it, I I really can't watch an anime because the, the dub is the dub is pretty good. Yeah, yeah the but... dub's pretty good. I really I really like L's English dub voice. Yeah. Good. Good. I've heard good dubs and I've heard really bad dubs. Oh so. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I haven't I haven't watched the full thing, but I watched I watched the first like four or five episodes, and yeah. I was pretty into it. But uh, I, I I think that a lot like I don't I understand the controversy with Death Note because a lot of the characters in Death Note the anime obviously were Asian. Yeah, and so I, I get the controversy with that. A lot of times I don't understand the controversy, like with Iron Fist, and. There were people that were saying, oh, Iron Fist should have been Asian. It's like, you do realize that in the source material, Iron Fist is white, right? Like, that's that's nothing to get upset about. I understand getting upset with Death Note. I don't understand getting upset with something like Iron Fist, where they're actually just copying the source material. So... 
got no idea what Iron Fist even is. I just saw everyone getting mad. It's a went, comic eh. book. It's a comic book See, character. Yeah, that's what I that's what I thought because it was the my comic book friend. Yeah, people they were getting mad about, and I was like, hey, it's probably a comic. Don't care. What? So they were getting mad about people complaining, or they were getting mad that he wasn't Asian. They they were saying that it was just not very good. Oh, I, I, and I've they mentioned heard, something about the controversy, but I didn't really pay attention to it. I've heard that it it was one of the weaker uh, Netflix originals that have come out with uh, the comic books in mind. So you know, uh, Daredevil and and all that jazz. So I've heard that it's weaker, but I haven't actually watched it yet, so I I won't know. Um, and they also do mention here um, in the little story that you gave us that. Um, the lack of representation when it comes to Asian actors in particular was highlighted by the recent report in the University of Southern California. Between 2007 and 2015, only 3.9% increase of Asian characters in Hollywood's most popular films. So, I get it. They they want more Asian actors in Hollywood. Uh, but... Uh, you also have to consider how many... It, it, it's, it's kind of a, a self-defeating kind of thing because... Right. You have to you have to have established good Asian actors to be able to perform in these roles because they can't chance you know casting somebody who isn't good enough, right? And the, these like this dude's from A Fault in Our Stars, which I I mean it was this well selling movie. I'm assuming I don't know anything about it other than it was a shitty book, but um, yeah, it, like they can't they can't go well. I mean. You look like the character, so I guess you just go into it because if he's a shitty actor, then yeah. If you do fun. that, then you get movies like Twilight. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> movie was awful. Although okay. I, I do think Kristen Stewart's actually a much better actress than people give her credit for. She was just, very she, bad. Yeah, in, yeah, she was great she was, in the Runaways. Yeah, yeah, she was bad in in that particular series. Yeah, and I don't know if it was the direction she was given that that could be. Uh, Part, I think it was partially direction, and she legitimately did not like being in the series. I don't think any of them did. Like, no. from what I understand, all of them were like, "This movie sucks, dick." And well, then why even do it? R- money, money. Yeah, I do it. that, and they they probably. I, mean, I guess it just depends on how high a, pre- a price you put on your dignity. <laughs> they they probably not also very high. I know. Really? To the first film, they likely signed on for all of them at once. They yeah. they they probably had a clause that said, "If this turns into a franchise, you're stuck in it." For like, yeah, you're you're signed to like a five movie contract or something, something like that. And you know, I I uh, part of it, and we're we're switching uh, subjects, but part of it is that that character, um, Be- Bella, yeah, mm-hmm. she was written in such a way in the books and in the movies that she was totally bland because they wanted the they wanted any girl that watched that movie to be like oh that's me because so, it was written as a self-insert fan fiction yeah so they <laughs> so they gave they would put their own wants and likes into that character and which made her have no character at all so yeah, that, I, mean, I think I, that I, was. I, I read all the books and watched all the movies. They're not like you know literature for the ages or anything, but they were okay for what they were. No, uh, I totally. A... Sorry, go ahead. No, I totally, I totally get though that yes, Bella is is very easily interpreted as a Mary Sue in her own story. <laughs> yeah, 
And but she's very much a silent protagonist in the same way that the, the Master Chief is a silent protagonist. They have motives and they have ambitions that are their own, you know, usually motivated by some sort of story platonium. But for the most part, they are intentionally bland so you could fit those shoes better. Yeah. yeah. I just have to say I hated Twilight. Um, it obviously wasn't fitting my demographic of, uh, you know, hating sparkling vampires. So... <laughs> I I I remember the first time I watched it and I was sitting in a room with my friends my my friend was there I was at his birthday party his friend's or his roommate and girlfriend the friend's girlfriend were sitting there and she wanted to watch the movie and I had no idea about the sparkling vampires <laughs> and so he's like let me show you what happens and I'm like oh he's going to burn or something and he goes up and he takes off his shirt and he starts sparkling. I'm like, he fucking sparkles? And she gave me the meanest glare. Uh, it was good times. Anyway. Uh, let's it's a lure mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. So, um, Uber. Let's talk about Uber. Uh, wow, Uber is in the news a lot lately. And this time they have something called Godview that allows employees to track drivers and customers in real time. Uber has since scaled the ability back, but the the website that we're learning has learned that the company still deploys a revamped version of it along with other secret internal tools to target its drivers who also work for competitors. So it's a long article, but reading through it, they do weird things where they, they find out, like, like say somebody works for both Lyft and Uber, they find out which one's work for Lyft as well and they give them incentives like raises and stuff to work for Uber over Lyft so they'll pay them more money if they decide to just um take more Uber fares um which I think is really bad because it hurts people who who only work for Uber because they're they're not getting that same incentive to keep working for Uber right um I just what? want to voice my response real quick with uh, the preface of I know absolutely nothing about being an Uber driver. My old roommate was an Uber driver, so maybe via osmosis I'll know something here. But why would you not want to work for more at once? If your rates are based on who's biting, not everyone's going to have both apps. So doesn't it make sense that you can receive both? Exactly. That's my and that's there are my lots opinion. of people who do both. Oh, yeah. I've uh, I've taken yeah. Ubers. Right, you pretty much have to because Uber doesn't pay you very well. Lyft doesn't pay you very well. And so you have to work both because that way you can get as many fares as possible. Now, it is possible to make a decent amount of money. The Uber driver we were talking to when we were up in Portland in October said he makes around you know 12 to $15 an hour. That's still not a ton of money, but you get to kind of choose when you work. Uh, there's another one that I... I spoke with who he's retired and he only works Uber on the weekends and he used his Uber money to pay, pay for his vacation. So, nice. yeah. So there are good things that come from Uber, but the way that it's set up is uh, there's a lot of shady stuff that go on. You know, I think we've talked last week or the week before about Uber's uh gray ball program. Yeah. Where, they basically will find out which one is a cop and then stop giving rides to cops. Yep. So 
There's a lot of different things. So what do you guys well, think about them? Specifically in places where Uber is questionably legal because of taxi regulations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what yeah. do you guys... I think Uber's actually coming to Bend finally, which is the town near mine. So that'll be that'll be nifty. Hopefully it, it goes well. I think Lyft and Uber are both going to be there. You better use Lyft if you have to use anything. Yeah, that's, my, that's what I'm going to go with uh, next time I go to Portland. I'm going to use Lyft. So, do you guys, any of you guys use Uber? I have. I have go ahead. Well, okay. I, it, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I've used it, I used it a couple times when I went to PAX, and, like, the drivers were, were all right. The first one was a lot better. Like, it's, it, it's all of the appeal of riding in a taxi with none of the shit that is involved with riding in a taxi. Like, I, I haven't ridden in a taxi, but everybody always says that taxis are gross and often smell bad and all that. But our both of our guys were just some pretty chill Mexican dudes that uh, told us about the town. The majority, the majority of the Uber drivers that I've gotten were very, very good. There was one that he had like Jamaican rap playing, <laughs> and he had it up as loud as possible, <laughs> and he just showed up. And my friends and I get in the car, and he just starts driving, Jamaican rap playing really loud, starts taking us to our destination in between the songs. When you had like that three seconds in between songs, he'd be like, hey, how's it going, guys? And we'd be like, yeah, pretty good. And then it, the next song would start. <laughs> I'd, I'd ride with that, dude. I'd give it, him five stars. It was not a, He was not a very good driver. Um, <laughs> but other than that, everyone has been been pretty great, so... I ha I don't have a problem with the drivers on Uber, but I do have a problem with Uber as a company because yeah. of shady tactics like this God mode and the gray ball program and different programs that they have that really aren't good for the, the consumer or, and definitely not good for the drivers. Uh, there's another story a couple weeks ago that I read that, uh, the CEO of Uber was getting an Uber ride. And then started yelling at the Uber driver. Oh, wow. Like, him and the Uber driver started getting into a fight because um, the driver was like, oh, you're the CEO. You fucked me over, basically. <laughs> and he was wow. like, he, he basically, he's like, you know, you could have done this, this, and this and not have cut our pay because that's what, you, because you cut our pay and made it so that we're making, you know, not not what you guys were advertising that we would make. And the CEO was try was saying, you know, we we did that because there are certain reasons. Otherwise, we'd be taken out of competition or whatnot. And the guy's like, no, that's bullshit. You could have paid us more, but but you didn't do that. And so the CEO started yelling at the guy. It was uh, it was good times. Good luck for the CEO and the company. Mm. So, um, uh, Nick Lotus, Connor, have either of you used Uber? Back when I lived in Chicago, I used them quite a bit. I can't say I've never paid for one. Uh, one of my drinking buddies back uh, in the last months I was there uh, didn't like to walk as much as I would. So getting there would be no problem. But on the way back, after we've had you know, maybe a couple too many, uh, he would always cave in and be like, fuck it, dude, let's just get an Uber. So I've had good ex I've never had a bad experience in an Uber. Yeah. Uh, then again, I've never had to be financially responsible for one either. So They're as not far that as rates expensive. or whatever, that's... They're not that's very expensive. Um, Nick Lotus, have you used it? I have used Uber. I've also used Lyft. 
and I more regularly use Lyft. Uh, there's and what I what I, one thing that I particularly like about Lyft is that you can tip your driver in the app. There's yeah. also a lot of stuff that you know seems to be more supportive of the employees. Like there's a, there is a minimum fare for rides. So if somebody if if you know a driver shows up to pick somebody up and you know they cancel or they're a no show or something, they're not making you know like a quarter off that whole trip. Right. Um, also, uh, there's, you know, there's some other stuff about the payment structure. And yeah, I mean, I just it, I just get the impression that the employees are treated better. Plus, it's a smaller business. I always like to support the little guy. <laughs> well, and Uber there for a long time were actively discouraging you from giving them tips. Yeah, because they I don't know why they were they were discouraging tips, but then they started allowing tips but it's still like it's frowned upon. They're like, yeah, you should you shouldn't really give them tips. And I don't know why. I forget the reasoning behind it. But whatever it was, it was stupid. And uh, I think it, it was probably I don't know how they marketed it, but it was probably because the tips were seen as sort of an artificial like additional cost. Yeah, because it's like it's like with any other delivery service or what have you. Like you, whenever you pay that delivery fee. You know, you still keep in mind that yeah, I'm probably also going to have to pay five dollars over this because of tip. Yeah, and they don't want people to think about that, so that they can pretend that their prices are as competitive as they, they like as to they say think. They they... So, um, when I went to Portland for the Portland Retro Gaming Expo last year, I parked my car at the Airbnb that we got, and I did not move that car for like three days because I would just we we Ubered to and from the venue. And it was about $12 a trip, maybe 10, 10 to $12, depending on the time of day to get us from the Portland Convention Center to the Airbnb place. So it wasn't a terrible amount. And if I would have taken my car there and found parking, it was $20 for three hours. So it was definitely cheaper to take an Uber than it was to actually go and park there. So I, uh, I thank Uber for, for doing that because otherwise I would have had a lot less money to spend on video games that weekend. So yeah, I, th I think the ride sharing concept is fantastic. They just, yeah. there, there needs to be, there needs to be more done to make sure that ride or drivers don't get fucked over. Well, and, and Uber is trying to fuck over drivers as much as possible because they want to go to full automation. Which means and, no drivers. And in all honesty, I would prefer that, I think, over over screwing over actual humans. That's true. That makes sense. But at that point, you're screwing over every single human who has is yeah. driving Uber I, it, right it, now. It sucks, definitely. And I think there's there's some appeal to the idea of having somebody drive you around because like the the guy was able to tell us like hey if you're if you have some extra time you know that's a pretty cool place to go to and all this and you can't get that from a self-driving car yeah definitely right. there's Plus, there's something I mean, to that i don't know if there's going to be and and i and i wonder honestly once that tech gets off the ground how much actual buy in there's going to be it might take a while just because of the uncertainty around the tech oh there right. there will be definitely but uh, if anybody is going to have short-term benefit from self-driving cars, it's going to be rideshare services. Right. 
that's like in the long run, it's going to cut down on everything, uh, like all their operating costs so much. I wouldn't be surprised even if like cab companies started buying into that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Cab companies really hate Uber though. Oh yeah. There was a big fight. There was a big battle, big dust up between the taxi cab authority here in Vegas and Uber and Lyft. Well, you're cutting out. You're really, really quiet. Um, but I, I understand that it's partially because taxis have a lot of uh, laws that they have to follow that Uber and Lyft don't. Right. And also, I think it's just competition. They don't like that there is a competition coming in. And so they're try they're finding ways to try to get rid of them. I think they were able to get them out of Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. I I want to say that uh, some legal battle happened and Uber and Lyft couldn't win it, so they just left. So uh, definitely just need to I, – I hate corporations that like, – like taxi cab companies or, or Time Warner or anything <laughs> that try to eliminate competition so that they can keep prices as high as possible. It's just – it's anti-competitive and not very good for the consumer in the long run. Nope. But anyway – Let's switch our, ourselves to a, a more positive story before we get into the really shit stories. <laughs> so I made Connor watch this. There was a kid in, where was he, Britain, something like that, Kent, uh, Kentley, I think. Oh, London, sorry, South London neighborhood of Ken, Kenley. Um, he ended up, he was four years old, his mom went unconscious, and... He called up 911. Now, the way he did this, he could have just used the emergency services thing on the phone. But, of course, he's a kid. He didn't know that. So he unlocked his his mom's phone with her fingerprint, called 911 using Siri, or 999 using Siri. And then... Which is British 911, basically. Yeah, it is British 911. And then... um, He had an amazing conversation. There's a link down below. I urge you guys to watch it because I think it's hilarious, mainly because of how well-spoken the child is. Oh, yeah, he's brilliant. I live with a four-year-old, and he does not talk that well. And well, you live with an American four-year-old. That, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, the operator gets on the line, and she's like, hi, and he's like, hi, I'm Roman. And she goes on, and she's like, hey, uh, where's your mom? He, he's like, oh, she's at home. And it's like, where are you? Oh, I'm at home as well. And it's like, what? um, can you go get her? Oh no, she's dead. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and so she's like, uh, what? And he's like, oh yeah, she keeps closing her eyes and she can't breathe. And they're like, oh. And then like, they're like, do you know where you live? And he gives the address. And I'm like, wow, that kid is smart. <laughs> like, yeah. And so, uh, because of these actions, he was actually able to save his mom's life because, uh, he, he thankfully was able to access Siri and got Siri to dial 999. And, uh, then they were able to get, uh, paramedics and stuff there within 13 minutes, which seems like a long time to me, but, uh, they resuscitated the mom and she's actually out of the hospital now. So good job, yeah, Roman. Great. Yeah, yeah, good on you, great. Roman. Yeah. So so pa- so parents make sure your kids know emergency numbers and addresses and all that stuff it could save your life. Yeah, and I I was like he speaks better than most American adults I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, she's dead." 
And I just like how matter of fact, like as a kid. I say, like, yeah, he sounded pretty calm. Yeah, like um, I think he was there with one another one of his siblings who was slightly younger, and mm. uh, they were able to get they they were able to get a hold of of nine nine nine, and then of course the the story went viral, kind of. And so, kids a hero. Yeah, kids great. Um, sometimes kids are amazing. Sometimes kids are awful. Usually they're awful. Let's focus so- <laughs> on the amazing though for this story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, did did any of you guys? I know I made Connor watch it. What did you think about the kid? I I mean, it's not that impressive. All in all, you it's see not through something like your mom being knocked out. You're like, I should probably do something, and I feel like maybe I'm in the right to assume that that kid's probably used the cell phone before. I mean, this is the generation of here go on YouTube. I need to, you know, not be uh not not be monitoring you twenty four seven. So it's it's good that they did. They said that they use Siri to connect the call, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and just so you know, I I misspoke there. He has a twin brother, and a younger sibling with were with him. So there are three instead of two. Okay. Yeah, so. Apple Apple does a pretty good job of having uh, emergency stuff on their devices. Like they're the, they're idiot proof. They have to be. They're Apple products. Oh yeah, the, <laughs> that's that's like their the, demographic. Burn. I really I really like that on the Apple Watch. Like you can hold down a button and it calls emergency services. So if and like there's something you can you can do it in a certain way where it doesn't make a sound. So that if you're in a situation where like like say you're in a fucking hostage situation, you don't want to make noise. It uh, it won't make any sound. Like that's pretty cool. Well, like uh, when I was on the phone with my friend while she was getting robbed. Yeah. Yeah, good times. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, I don't know if Nick Lotus heard the story. Is that No, my my, my friend Carly works at a gas station in Ohio, and because they're not as cool as Oregon, um, you have to pump your own gas. So you can have – in Oregon, <laughs> you always have two people working at a gas station, somebody manning the register and somebody pumping the gas. And in other states, they don't have that. And so there's only one person required to work there. And so, of course, they chose for the night shift somebody who's five foot one and like 120 pounds because that sounds safe. And so we're, she'll call me and we'll talk on the phone. She has a little Bluetooth earpiece and, you know, people will come up and they'll start talking. I'll be like, do it. Stab them in the chest. No one will ever know because I'm a rational human being. And <laughs> so – Somebody comes up and I start doing something. Like I start talking about the person. And I was like, wow, this guy sounds ro- – oh, shit, he's robbing her. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I want a pack of cigarettes too. And she's like, uh, short – She actually, he's like, I want that pack. And she's like, short or longs. And I was like, he's only stealing one pack? Like he's stealing stuff. Take the whole fucking carton. Come on. And so the guy left and she called 911. But, you know – it, that would be good if she had like a, a iPhone or something where she could secretly dial nine one one while she was getting robbed with a crowbar. Yeah, yeah. So as a uh, as a convenience store employee, I could tell you most confidently, chances are if you're in a uh, situation where somebody's robbing you and you want to be able to get the authorities fast enough, they'll probably be gone by the time they could ever oh. hope to be there. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, the the robbery took all of one minute. Like, the, and honestly, you probably wouldn't want the cops to show up while they were still in the store because then, then it, would, it could turn nasty. 
Yeah. Um, Panic's uh, a bitch. But again, good thing is my friend Carly ended up getting a $100 uh, bonus for getting yeah, robbed. Yeah, the robbery bonus. Yeah, oh, and wow. uh, <laughs> and the the employer came. It was like 1 a.m. when she got robbed. Employer came by and he's like, oh, I was trimming my bonsai tree. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I got interrupted from cleaning by getting robbed. <laughs> and so... Wow. Uh yeah, you know, the sometimes Apple makes makes good things. Uh, <laughs> what? What? No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, they do. So sometimes yeah, they do. They I I will do. say that like the iPhone is is really good at being everything but a phone. Um <laughs> the fucking at least when I had them the call quality sucked. Yeah, if you read if you read some of the uh the development docs and and even like the user manual for the Apple Watch, they they do some pretty nice things in there that are purely quality of life that I think are really important. Yeah, and uh, for all the shit that I give Apple, like, and I'll never own an Apple product again, but they they make things a lot. They make things really easy if you invest in their like ecosystem. And so Google does the same thing too. Yeah, and. And so, like, you know, if somebody, I had a, a employee at my work come and she had uh, an iMac or a MacBook and then she also had an iPhone and they synced perfectly, um, the iPad synced perfectly. And, and if, you have a, if you have an Apple Watch, it'll unlock your laptop if you're close enough to it. Yeah, that's really cool. I really, um, I really love stuff like that. Where, and I, I like, and if, if you get a text message... Um, on your phone, it shows up on your laptop and you can respond to it on the laptop. That is awesome you can, too. You can make and answer calls between the two, uh, your cloud files automatically synchronize. Like there's a lot of really great stuff that not even Google can quite match. Um, and they're but... doing that with, uh, with Microsoft, the, they're doing the, uh, windows. Hello. Microsoft in general has a lot of great ideas. It's just that Winfo is garbage. Yeah, and so, like, they're doing uh, Windows Hello, where if you're sitting at your desk, like, it has your face, like, memorized, and so you can sit down, and it will unlock the the computer for you, and then when you mm-hmm. get up and walk away, it'll it'll lock it back. And so that would be really handy in, like, business environments where people forget constantly to lock their computers when they leave. Um, So using something like that would be great. Um, Or even like I went to the dentist and they have something there that, you know, they have like a little badge or whatever that when it's close enough to the computer, it'll unlock the computer. And then when they walk away, it automatically locks it. Um, Something like Windows Hello fully integrated right with the operating system would be great. So they wouldn't have to buy additional stuff to do that with. But that's just my two thoughts on that. Two cents. Two, oh, two baby. Cents. Oh, baby. I just uh, reflected a guardian beam. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. I love it when you do that. Anyway. <laughs> See, I remember the days when you could use a personal computer and not have to, to have to memorize your face. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm <Yeah>. remembers. <laughs> you can use it without it memorizing your face. It just won't have all the functionality of the normal computer. So that's fine. Twice the ads. Microsoft yeah, also yeah. has to add your face to their their face database, but it's completely anonymous. Yeah, completely anonymous. Um, they're not going to sell anything. Only ISPs can do that now. 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're talking about nostalgia and old computers. And my, my earliest memory of using a computer was this old DOS machine in my parents' closet. And we, and my brother and I would play like Hugo and like the old DOS point and click adventures. I and had, it, I had a Commodore 64 when I was a kid with oh, nice. the loudest printer ever known to man. Was it a dot matrix or something? Uh, well, yeah, it's the, it was like 1990. So yes, it was a dot matrix printer. Oh yeah. I mean, well, uh, I mean like back in the day, my, my dad actually had our, our computer programmed to say, as you shut down the computer, he recorded his own voice. Don't forget to turn the printer off before you turn me off. <laughs> okay. That's, yeah. That's silly. Yeah, because I was always afraid, like, because I wanted to print stuff for school, and I was always afraid because my dad slept all the time. So I was uh, I was scared that if I started printing something, he would be mad because it would have woken him up. That's how loud it was. Don't wake daddy. My first yeah. computer ran oh, man, Windows 98. What? <laughs> you loser. Yeah, I was, uh, well, I, I think I was, like... Oh Five? yeah, you're young. You're young. Aren't yeah, you? yeah. Yeah, this was nineteen. Well, it was nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, I <laughs> had. So the first computer we had was the Commodore sixty four, but we I didn't really after that I didn't really get my own computer until like two thousand four. So uh, it was a long time in between then. I had yeah, a lot I, of consoles though, so I had you know regular Nintendo, Sega Genesis, stuff like that. I think I I went from having the ninety eight machine. And then it wasn't until 2007 that I actually got a new computer of my own. And they ran XP Media Center Edition. Ooh. Did you pirate that? No, it came with it. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So let's let's move into the story that's going to be rage-inducing. Um, Nick Lotus. The Reeton ran, the Reeton ran, ran, rantacular, I guess I would say. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, Nick Lotus can't say much on this because, again, NPR stuff, and she has to yeah, be. Yeah, She has to be, I have to be impartial. Yeah, she has to be neutral. U.S. Senate Thursday voted in a resolution that will effectively eliminate the consumer privacy rules that the Federal Communications Commission (FCC) enacted late in October. The rules had required service providers like Verizon and uh, AT&T to obtain the customer's permission before selling their data to advertisers. Um, now what this is, I mean, no one's going to notice this is not very getting reported on, on, you know, mainstream media a lot because, because, and no one's going to notice. Um, so, you know, nothing's really going to change with your bills. Nothing's really going to change with, uh, the way that you access the internet or anything like that. And most likely, um, you're not even going to notice that you're getting more ads. But it is rather upsetting because we they put in protections for consumers in late October saying that, hey, you can't just sell these things to – like advertisers. You can't just, just give them away because this is a bad thing to do. Um, now, that what – Personal targetable information. Yeah, it is. It is. They can get your precise geolocation, financial information, health information, child's 
children's information, social security numbers, web browsing history, app usage history, and the content of communications. What really scares me there is they can sell your social security number. Like, you, is that legal? You're sure about this? That's what it says. That's what it's telling me on Engadget. And yep, if you do, uh, if you apply for jobs online, if you do any banking online, that's data, and that's data that the ISP technically owns. Yep, and so they can Ooh. sell that information now. Um, they said that the bill's author, Senator Jeff Flake, uh, argues that these privacy regulations place an unfair burden on the service providers compared to websites like Google and Facebook, who also collect user data and constitute a bureau- bureaucratic power grab. So. Apparently, um, the the reasoning he's giving that we should eliminate that was because it was places like Google and Facebook are able to sell your information. So why can't the ISP sell your information? No, yeah, it's, it shouldn't. It's, those guys are doing something that's objectively evil. Why can't everybody? <laughs> yeah, no, the, the argument should not be, oh, we can't do something that we shouldn't do something evil or, or they can do something evil. We should be able to, it should be, no, we should be attacking. We should ma- be making it so Google and Facebook can't sell your information either. Yeah. This is retarded. And the, if you look at the list, here's what really gets me. It was voted yay by 50, nay by 48. So it won by two votes. If there's a a list down below, you can click on the link, one of the links down below for Tom's Hardware. The 50 senators who voted, every single one of them were Republican. Yep. So everyone, a single Democrat didn't vote for it. Um, and this is where I'm, I'm going to upset people who, who I might work with. If you voted Republican and you wanted your your data safe, if you wanted smaller government and you wanted basically a better life for yourself, you voted wrongly. This is this is within the first two months of Donald Trump's presidency, and they're already doing things to screw over the American people. And it really pisses me off. When I hear, oh, small government, less taxes. They only want small government. They only want less taxes for people who make over $200,000 a year. For everyone else, they don't give a shit. And so if if in the next election you vote Republican uh, with this information at your hands, you're wrong and you're doing it because of stupid reasons. So either vote Green Party, Libertarian, or fucking Democrat. But if you vote Republican... You can't say that you want small government because you don't care because you're okay with government taking over portions of your life, but, and selling your information out because you're okay with them voting in favor of bills like this. You're, you're okay with them voting in favor of bills like the American Healthcare Act, which was objectively bad. 17% approval rating is what the, the healthcare bill got. It also took health care away from more people than simply repealing Obamacare would have. It, it would have. And also, also, the there are ten things. The ten You read about, I'm presuming, Aroa, you read about the ten essential things that health care providers must provide if you have a health care plan? Uh, I mean, I know of them. So... Um, the night they found out that the freedom. Oh yeah, yeah. They found out. They found out that the Freedom Caucus wanted, which which is about thirty, 
senators or whatever uh that are uber right wing uber conservative uh they found out that they were not going to vote for they were not going to vote for the bill for trump care whatever you want to call it because it wasn't bad enough and so the night before they were supposed to have the vote they found out or or paul ryan and donald trump got to work on going and eliminating the 10 essential things that need to be in healthcare. Uh, so if you buy insurance, you have to get these things, uh, which include like, uh, me- like medicine coverage, uh, ambulance rides, maternity, blah, 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 all that stuff. Hospitalization. Like all of the only reasons to even have insurance in the first place. Exactly. So they were like, Oh, well, we'll take, we'll get rid of this. And then the freedom caucus was still like, no, not bad enough. Like what, like the only thing that the freedom caucus will vote on is a full repeal where it's like, no, we want health insurance agencies to screw you over as much as possible. So again, if you voted Republican because you want to get rid of Obamacare, do you know the only reason I've, I've spoken now, this is anecdotal, but I've spoken to many people who don't like Obamacare. There's two things that, that they don't like about Obamacare. One is the individual mandate. Get rid of the individual mandate. Don't get rid of Obamacare. Take care of the individual mandate. Secondly, they they quote saying that, oh, Obamacare has raised prices by so much. Obamacare, during the eight years that Obama was president, health care prices did raise up uh, by like 59% uh, overall, which is a lot. That's That's a lot of money that you're spending with, you know, not much of a raise in our standard of living. Um. However, over Bush's presidency, it raised ninety nine percent under the free market. Yeah, it's, so it's really just that insurance companies have always continued to raise prices. Yeah, and we're not doing anything to actually regulate that. Right, and under Trump Care's plan, um, I what was it? Uh, aromatherapy or or like acupuncture would be covered, but chemotherapy wouldn't be. Like yeah, there because- are. It's it's shit that doesn't cost anything. Yeah, and so I'm sorry if you voted for Republicans, you voted wrong. Donald Trump just, just vote Libertarian. Yeah, vote honestly. Libertarian. Yeah, vote Libertarian. Vote Gary Johnson next time. Uh, if Gary Johnson, I, I, is I there. think I think the most Libertarians. People, go ahead. Sorry. I I think a lot of people who vote Republican probably agree more with the Libertarian Party. Yeah, like I don't. I think libertarians are some of the most brain dead people in existence. But... Oh God! Oh God! You, I, I'm sure you read my Facebook posts. Oh, uh, there, know, there was but... somebody who he's a quote libertarian, and he's a fucking idiot. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I... But well, anyway, heard, what I what I've heard from libertarians about healthcare, a lot. I, I think the libertarian stance is that instead of you know configuring and making laws about insurance just get rid of insurance and regulate health care to be affordable that's that's the libertarian stance on yeah i would not agree with that because there are people out there who can't afford health care even no matter how cheap they try to make it uh they just they don't have two pennies to rub together so they need something so um you know, I I tend to lean towards socialism, as as I know Connor's a communist, right, Connor? Damn right. 
and uh, Oroa is a uh, Marxist, which is the same thing. Oh yeah, I'm if I'm more of a Marxist than communist. I, yeah. I don't remember what it, what it was that I, I was classified as, but it was like it was like borderline anarchist. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I, I yeah, <laughs> like it's very far down in the socialist uh, anti-government <laughs> group. Yeah. But and, I, uh, I have a lot of. I have a lot of really interesting ideas that most people wouldn't agree with. So. And uh, Nick Lotus is uh, is uh, nothing. She doesn't believe in anything. I am um, I am a I am a report the faxist. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, what we're getting true, into true neutral alignment, right? Yes, yes, true neutral. Well, maybe right. maybe, maybe maybe toward the good end of neutral, maybe La- lawful, <laughs> lawful neutral. Maybe. Yeah, that, that, I think that, I think that yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah. I think I'm I think basically that that's and a and a big wink to Earl Grey the 3rd here because he's talked about enjoying having a peek behind the public radio curtain. Oh right, but, right. But yeah, I, I guess I guess lawful neutral. That's that's what my alignment would be in this yeah, discussion. Yeah, yeah. Earl <laughs> Earl's a good friend. Um I only see him like when I go to Portland Retro Gaming Expo, but uh, he's been listening to the podcast since the beginning. So I, I really appreciate him being on and listening. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, but yeah, so I I don't know where to go with this, but basically, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you voted Republican, um, you need to like look at the facts. Uh, I, I know a lot of people only watch and they try to they get in their bubble. Uh, their echo chamber where they listen to, you know, people like Alec Jones and, and Fox news and stuff, which will report. They, I don't want to say that they're lying or that they're making stuff up. Sometimes they do, but it's more about what they don't, what they yeah, don't report on. They don't report on stuff that will make them look bad and, or make Republicans look bad. So this protection for the ISPs being able to sell your data is objectively a bad thing. And the only people who voted for it were Republicans. The only people who wanted Obamacare to get repealed and and replaced with the, the bill that was being introduced by Trump was Republicans. And, and actually there was there were multiple Republicans that were against it. Thankfully, yeah, so. and, and the multiple Republicans against it because the Freedom Caucus wouldn't vote for it because it wasn't bad enough. And then there are moderate Republicans who are in states where, you know, Medicaid expansion really helped that helped out a lot of people. And they had, um, you know, Obamacare has saved lives in those states. And so if they would have voted a, uh, against Obamacare, if they would have voted to repeal Obamacare and replace it with this bill that was being introduced by Paul Ryan and Donald Trump, it would have been very bad for them because they probably would not get elected. No matter how much they, they agree that they should repeal Obamacare, they know that they can't because it would be political suicide. Yep. Um, so we're at a standstill and the only thing that might happen is that Obamacare might get hamstringed. They might put in provisions that basically take out things from Obamacare that might make it go down. Otherwise, we're stuck with Obamacare for at least four years. I guess we're going to so. find out whether Trump was bluffing when he said earlier this week, if this vote doesn't pass as is, then Obamacare stays. It sure um, would be nice if this was the one promise he kept. 
<laughs> he's kept he actually did keep one promise um i will give it to him that he he shot down the tpp oh yeah yeah he did he did that was that was a good thing he tried to initiate the travel ban um mm, but it twice. was found it was found unconstitutional both times Shocker, and right I haven't heard anything about that. There, there was a story I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna bring up, but um, Nintendo Switches might be banned on airplanes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And, and on certain only flights. only coming out of yeah only coming out of certain countries or going to certain countries. I think uh, yeah. right. Um, like uh, Saudi Arabia, Indonesia, blah blah blah. Yeah, um, it's it's it, anything like. Any, well, electronic any electronic device, yeah. any electronic device bigger than a cell phone, which is mind-boggling. But I yeah, what if you have a phablet? It's there was actually there was an article. I only read the headline, but it was literally that. It was can you can you use a phablet on these uh, flights? Yeah, and I don't know what the what the result was, but yeah, it just seems really petty. Um, it just seems like a like a childlike thing. Where it's like, all right, well. I can't fucking ban you, so I'm just gonna make your life slightly more miserable. Yeah, for like three hours. <laughs> Can I just say for a minute that I had never heard the portmanteau phablet before, but I love it. Yeah, neither have <laughs> I. You never heard really? it? Yeah, no, it's a, it's it's a, it's the Galaxy Note uh, kind of coined it. Yeah, it's oh, it's see, a... I've, I've seen the Galaxy Note, and I, I was right. actually for a little while tempted to get a Galaxy Note. Uh, did you want to get? Yeah. Did you want to get huh? the new one, the explodey version? I no, wanted no, it. No. I wanted it so badly until it started exploding. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was seriously like, I don't want to buy a Samsung phone, but I want that phone. And then, and then it started blowing up, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, actually, uh, I was reading earlier this week. Here's a bonus news story. Uh, rumors are that there are going to be three different versions of the Google Pixel. Yeah, uh, the new one, the the two that's going to come out later this year. And one of them is going to be phablet sized. Which whoopity fucking do if it doesn't have the stylus then it's useless. Like, yeah, I, I have no idea. I, the stylus I mean, was the only reason that I even considered the note because I've I, I keep considering getting an iPhone SE just because I want a phone I can use with one hand. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um why don't you just get this do you have the smaller version of the Pixel, right? Yep. Can you not use it with one hand? I I can, but it's like it's right on the edge. Yeah. Like sometimes sometimes my fat hand will will tap something I don't want it to. Yeah. And I have to hold yeah. it in a really precarious way. Like I don't know what what's wrong with just having a four and a half inch screen. I don't like uh, uh, probably because you can't display enough information on it. I want but, the I want the opposite. I want like a twenty inch tablet. That's what I want. <laughs> Because I have terrible eyesight. I want something that I can read without my glasses on. So it needs to be huge. Because the worst yeah, I, thing the worst thing is waking up and, and not having my glasses on and looking at my phone and being like, oh, yeah, I'm blind. It's blur o'clock. <laughs> it's not even blurry. It's just not there, really. It's just I can't read anything. Like, I have to, like, put it up to my face. It's good times. What were you going to say, Connor? I for one advocate having like the uh, the Surface Pro Studio just you know portable. If I could basically have a net deck anywhere I go, then I'd be satisfied. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Part of the, one of the worst things is waking up and I misplaced my glasses, and then I just I can't find them. 
Like it takes me like 10 minutes just to find my glasses. And the entire time I'm thinking, wow, this would be really easy if I had my glasses on. You know, with, with the ban on electronic devices like this, I wonder how that's, this is just a totally random thought, but I wonder how this is going to affect the business that airport bookstores do. Uh, and newsstands. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, I'll so, be honest, not usually a demographic I find myself worrying about. Yeah, but that makes sense because they, they're they like, well, I can't do anything. I might as well get Don't my... buy a book because you can't use your phone or whatever. Yeah, might yeah. as well buy a book. Um, and, and this, really, it only, what, it affects like six countries or something? Like... And if only if you're traveling to or from those six countries, if you're yeah. st- if you're traveling within the United States, it still doesn't, you know, doesn't going to do anything. So I'm not too it's this is it's pretty it's a pretty inoffensive thing, but there's no reason to do it. When have you ever heard of a laptop bringing down a computer or a plane? Sorry, a uh, laptop bringing down a plane. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't get it anyway. Um, that's our, our stories for the day. I didn't rant as much as I thought I was. I, I kept myself somewhat composed. Um, thank you for being here, uh, Connor. Yeah, it was nice to be invited. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Aroa, thank you for being here. Yep, no problem. There, there was something, I think, I think maybe I'll have to do something on my own because we didn't talk about the, uh, Google advertising thing, but we've been here for like an hour and a half now, so. Yeah, yeah, that's I wanted to to cut this off. You might have to do something by yourself or have a supplemental thing. I uh, do that. And thank you for being here, uh, Nicole Nick Lotus. And thank you for for having me on and for joining me on Asagao. Those Satch episodes will be coming up pretty soon. Uh, you know, I'm a terrible voice actor. <laughs> terrible, really, am. This um, is uh, Aroa, Aroa. Once you do. You you're trying to get Aroa to be in on it, aren't you? Yes, I think well, Aroa. Who did who did we say? Which route did you say? Did we did we say you were going to be on the Paul one? I honestly don't remember. I, I have a list remember. somewhere, but I know that you said that you'd be on an episode. I want to say it's uh, Paul from Continue His Route. But I, I, I at least know that guy. So it's Paul. It's either Paul or Brutal Moose. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was Paul. I want to say you were going to do Paul. I do um, not remember. It was either I think I think I had I think I had you down written for either Paul or Brutal Moose, and then Roa down for the other guy. I need to look at my list again. That <laughs> okay. sounds right. It, it, you did ask both of us at the same time, and yeah, I, I got the one that Nathan didn't want. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. So. Um. Yeah. You look. When are you going to be posting those? Because I know you've been posting other ones recently. Yeah. So uh, we're. I. I just this week finished recording the rest of the peanut butter gamer route, and so we have a few more episodes before the peanut butter gamer route ends, and then. Um, so. So I'm saying. I'm thinking probably in the next couple of weeks the Satch route will start because I have a few more episodes of PBG, and then at the end of every route I do a route guide that that basically just lists out, you know, different answers you can pick if you want to play through yourself and get a certain ending. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. And so let's see, I think we're on episode, we just, I just put up episode 68 of the series, which is. Oh yeah. Pretty soon 69. Yep. And 
I don't I don't I don't want to spoil what what's happening in episode 69. It is one of the endings of the Peanut Butter Gamer route and then there are three other episodes for the other endings, then the route guide and then Satch will be on after that with Reed. Okay. Sounds good. And it uh, reminds me of whenever I did Dishonored um and then quickly gave up on it because it was really painful. But um the, my Dishonored let's play was designed to be an interactive let's play. Oh. And the, um, it would at certain points. My idea was that you'd basically be able to pick how the level played out, and I ended up recording like the first level like five different times because I I had it to where you had to click an annotation to go down that path, lethal or non-lethal. Oh, and now they're like, getting was, and now they're getting rid of annotations. Are they really? Yeah. Why are they doing that? Well, oh, the, well, the, well, the ones that are a lot of legacy video. Ones that are already there will not be removed, but they're but they don't show up on mobile. Yeah, and oh and, yeah, and, I figured that was yeah. And you, they're sure. not, and they're removing the feature here in like the next month. Like you're not huh. going to be able to use annotations on your videos. Yeah, they're they're sticking to the card system. I guess that's that's fine because they have to they have to draw or you know continue mobile. Yeah, because that's where all the viewers are, but. Yeah, that was that was a really cool concept that I just couldn't maintain because it required recording for like three or four hours and then like a day's worth of, of editing trying and to, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Editing and then the planning to make that fit within YouTube's system was such a fucking pain. And, and like eventually the levels get so complicated that it would it would take forever to actually make it work out. Like it would be it would be great if like other people were editing it or like if I had a fan base so that I didn't have to only do it like, you know, two hours a day. Yeah. Um, so like if you, if it was yeah. a full-time job type thing. Yeah. But because I think it's a really cool idea, but I, I can't fucking do it. So, so that speaking of more like a stream thing. Yeah. And then you just record the stream. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of, uh, annotations and, or not annotations, Osagal Academy and all that, yes. where, where can we see that? Uh, I am on YouTube. My my channel is uh, youtube.com slash C slash Nick Lotus Plays. And I'm also on Twitter at Nick Lotus. My, I have a, a Nick Lotus Plays Facebook fan page. I'm also on Tumblr under the username Nick Lotus. And I, I try to post links to all my uploads as they go up on all those platforms. Okay, good. And uh, you should have more video. You have, what, two or three videos coming out this week? Yeah, I uh, I upload on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday every week. Okay. And we have Connor. Where can we find you? I'm actually not ready to talk. Shit, I just killed myself. I'm not ready to talk about that right now. Uh, I'm actually in coordination with somebody who's pretty big on the YouTube stuffs right now. Uh, we might be doing a side project related to either Pathfinder or the Star Wars tabletop role playing game. Cool. Ooh, uh, again, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to say any names or anything until you know this is a guaranteed thing. Just in are case. they well known names? It's JonTron. Uh, no, it's not. Just, in, uh, in the Pathfinder, John doesn't even do D and D stuff in Pathfinder <laughs> that I know of. In the Pathfinder community, they are well known. Uh. Good, good. Well, good luck mm. on that. Um, but we do have you do have Twitter and everything, right? Oh yeah, I guess I do have Twitter. Uh, I am Cyberpunk. 
Wait, yeah. And uh, Twitter, I am at cyberpunk underscore monk. Uh, that is just me usually tweeting about the day and its frustrations. Uh, I could be found on YouTube at Menial Series. I am going to probably be uploading to that sometime soon. Again, not necessarily video game content like before, but it's probably going to be tabletop related in one way or another. Yeah. Uh, well, it's going back that's... into popularity. It is. Um, and Nick Lotus didn't get to see our. Uh our exchange on uh facebook the other day so connor's birthday was what monday uh yes march 20th yeah i know we talked on twitter about your birthday coming up so belated happy birthday to you thank you very much and i might uh, have said happy birthday on twitter the day of I don't know. and then on the <laughs> and then on the 21st i i sent connor a, a facebook uh thing to his wall that said hey it's no longer your birthday fuck you so. I'm pretty sure my mom liked that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, I like that. sometimes it's just fun to hear all the ways guys flirt with each yeah. other. <laughs> uh, and uh, Aroa, where can we find you on the interwebs? Uh, Twitter, at Aroa. Um, got a Facebook page. It's Aroa Entertainment. YouTube slash Aroa1337. Twitch, Aroa1337. Um, I'm all over the place under one of those two names. And my music blog, I actually started posting on again. I saw that. I, wrote, I saw that. Yeah, I wrote like eight posts yesterday um, that are set up to be queued out until like Thursday, I think. And that's uh, satanoscillate.tumblr.com. Uh, got some pretty unique stuff on there. Uh, I think Thursday is whenever the Mongolian uh, folk metal band song will go up on there. Uh, that was some pretty cool stuff. So if you if you want some unique music recommendations, that's probably the way you want to go. Perfect. And and in order to follow Nathan Reet and Spruth, you can follow me. I'm reading everywhere. Reading on Twitter. Reading on Twitch. Reading on Beam. Reading on YouTube. You can follow my um <clears throat> you can follow my website. It's a uh, Reading Entertainment. Uh, we have an RSS feed you can link into to get all the posts and stuff too. Uh, you have iTunes, you know, written podcast on iTunes and Google Play. And so if you subscribe to those, it'll automatically download to your iDevice or your Android phone or, uh, you know, whatever you have Google Play on. And uh, you can listen to the podcast there. And uh, I'm also, if you want to, I guess you could go to Omni Studio and follow me there. But that does, nobody really listens on there, so... Anyway, I thank you all for being here this week, and I will see some or all of you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.